Amen. Well, grace to you all and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus and in the power of our Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, as you saw in that movie before we started uh, the Samuel text, we talked about that this is a new sermon series that we're doing. So today we're kicking it off with Hannah talking about confident faith. We're talking about next week about Mary, mother of our Lord, and we're going to talk about courageous faith. And then Abigail about determined faith. And then the poor widow about self-giving faith. Women of faith and courage is what we're going to be talking about. Well, as you heard in the introduction to the book of Samuel, it talked about how what's important in the book of Samuel is about how we faith, have faith and trust in God, and that's more important than we have faith in anyone or anything else. And that's what gave Hannah confidence, was her willingness to have faith in God and her willingness to be a part of whatever God decided to do in answering her prayer. So, let's begin the story. It's set up is Hannah wants to be a mother. Now, Elkanah has two wives, and Peniah has had many children, and Hannah has had none. Now, Elkanah well, he just doesn't do himself any favors here. He sees Hannah, how she is crying, she's weeping, she is wounded in the soul, she has pain, and he comes to her and he asks her this question. Why are you crying and not eating? Why are you so sad, Hannah? All good so far. Then he really steps in it. Don't you know I love you more than ten sons could? Wrong thing to say. Wrong thing, Elkanah. He knew the reason that she was so hurt is because she couldn't bear a son. His words were not words of comfort, I don't think. They were not helpful. And I would imagine that every time it says that Peniel went up to the temple and celebrated another birth, and Hannah couldn't. It was just a twist of the knife a little bit more. A little bit more anger and resentment grew towards Peniel, towards her children, and probably towards God. In fact, she got to the point where she couldn't even yell at God. She was weeping, she was crying, and yet her mouth only made the words. She couldn't even get them out of her mouth. And then Eli, the priest, the representative of God, sees her praying. Now, I don't quite understand this story that much of how he made the leap from her praying silently to being drunk. That's a big leap for me. But he did. In fact, he says, how long are you going to continue making a spectacle of yourself? Stop drinking the wine. Sober up. And then Hannah speaks these powerful words that are really the words of confidence. My Lord, I am not drunk. I'm a woman with a wounded spirit. 
pouring out my pain in my soul before God. Don't consider your servant worthless just because I've been speaking for so long out of worry and exasperation. Hannah was in despair. She was crying, she was sad, she stopped eating. She was filled with worry and exasperation because she was barren, because she was belittled, and because she was broken. She couldn't even yell at God anymore. She had the same prayer over and over and over. It was just as though God was not even hearing, just mouthing the words, God, do something. God, I want a son. This despair that she felt over being barren, belittled, and broken may not be so hard to understand for us. Many of us are not barren from not birthing a child, but we know what it feels like to be barren in life. As though what we do doesn't matter. You and I know what it feels like to be overwhelmed. And I imagine some of you know what it feels like to be belittled and broken. What it feels like to be stuck or frustrated. What it feels like with someone on the outside who doesn't really understand you. As though they're just talking at you or over you. Will you quit making a spectacle of yourself? Pull yourself together. We know what it feels like as though no one hears us. We know what it means to be at a breaking point. We know what it means to be at that point where we are so vulnerable that the attacks from our enemy, the one who Scripture calls the accuser, would have us give up. That we would give in they would begin to believe that we are forgotten and that we are forsaken. Hannah responded with confidence when she said these words, I am not drunk. I'm a woman with a wounded spirit. I'm pouring out my pain and soul before God. I am not worthless. Just because I've been speaking for so long out of worry and exasperation. Is Hannah speaking for you today? Is your spirit wounded? Are you pleading for God out of some pain in the depths of your soul? Does it feel like people on the outside see you as worthless? You're so filled with worry and exasperation, you can't even yell at God anymore. Maybe you begin to wonder whether God cares about you, like Hannah must have. We all get to that point. But today, Hannah takes us from that point 
to the woman of confident faith. A woman from a diminished faith to a woman of confident faith. A deep faith in God. A faith that says, I know that God's Spirit, that God is for me. You see, when this woman of confident faith felt her heart swell with with God's presence, she responded with fervent prayer, with a faithful promise and a focused presence. She began to pray to God uncontrollably, it says. She said, promise, I will devote my son. I will answer this prayer with an offering. And I'm going to be focused. She would not let anyone distract her. I might be a woman with a wounded spirit, but I am a woman of faith, she says to Eli. I want you to know today, it's okay for you to pour out your heart to God. To share your deepest worries, your exasperations, your troubles, your cares. Because God will hear you. Because God cares. God is our Redeemer. God promises. In fact, commands us to pray. It's okay to be specific in your request to God. Hannah didn't just say, oh, take away my pain. She said, God, I want a son. You know I want a son. Give me a son. Jesus today told his disciples, pray and ask with confidence. Paul, writing to the church in Philippi, will say, don't worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. We are called to be prayer warriors. Those who go to God with confidence, asking what we need, what we desire. It doesn't mean they'll all be answered, but we are to ask. I want to take a little side trip here. Because what Hannah is all about is about prayer. So let's, let's focus on prayer for a minute. Prayer is the name that we give to both listening for and responding to the voice of God. And that voice of God is always speaking love to us even though we can't hear it. Because like Hannah, I believe, too often the accuser comes And we hear a voice of the accuser. And sometimes we're trained to hear that voice more than God's voice. And we hear again and again that voice of rejection. That voice of condemnation. And the stock and trade of the enemy, the accuser of the evil one, is the one who has a voice ringing in our ears and echoing in our souls that reminds us again and again that we have made mistakes. Boy, you really did it this time. Makes us remember all of our regrets. The times we should have set up and said something and we didn't. All the things we should have done that we didn't. The thing when I, like Elkanah, I put my foot in my mouth again. And we begin to believe that we are no good. That our value is based on what we did or didn't do. That somehow we wrap our identity in all the things that we have ruined. 
And we assume that it is voices of God that is condemning us. But today I want to remind you it is not. That the true voice of God never condemns or disqualifies us. The voice of God raises us from shame and self-hatred and self-pity to the stature of beloved child of God. When we listen to and when we trust the voice of God, the voice of the accuser is diminished. And we begin to hear the love song of God. It says, Hannah rose and returned to where she was staying. The sadness lifted from her and she was able to eat. The voice of God, the Spirit of God, who is called the Advocate, is the one that stands beside and speaks for the one who cannot even speak for themselves. The Advocate stands by us constantly to remind us who we are in the eyes of God, that you are a beloved child, that you are heirs to the kingdom of God. You know, an advocate was always just a word for me until when my son ended up in a children's hospital and he was assigned an advocate. And you could see the fear in his eyes every time a doctor came in and had to bring another needle, give him an injection or take some blood. Until that advocate showed up in his room who stood beside him and looked at him and said, are you ready for this? And when my son would shake his head and say, no, that advocate would look at the doctor and say, I'm sorry, we cannot proceed. We need to wait. That's what an advocate does. So when we are wrapped up in our worry and our anxiety and we are feeling belittled and broken as though God is not hearing us, it is the advocate, the Spirit of God that stands beside us and for us and speaks to God on our behalf. It's the one who champions the truth of who we truly are. Yes, we may have done bad things. Yes, we may have made bad decisions. We are guilty of many wrongs. God knows it. But the advocate, the spirit of Jesus, defends us from condemnation. Just, I didn't come to condemn the world. I came to save it. So the advocate is never worried about being guilty or being innocent. It is about who we are as we stand before God. And that voice insists that what we have done does not define us. And what we have done will not disqualify us from the love of God, from God hearing our prayers, from God giving us peace. And all the lies that we have heard over and over about ourselves are slowly revealed as the lies they are in the light of Christ who is the light of the world. And the presence of God moves us from isolating shame and moves us into community. The church, the body of Christ, the people of God, you. And our, loving so and our soul begins to sense that loving connection that we have with God and with each other in Christ. 
This is what prayer did for Hannah and what prayer can do for you and me. It retunes our ears and our souls to listen to and trust the voice of God. And it is that listening and that trusting that gave Hannah confident faith. It is that listening and that trusting that will give you confident faith. God will meet us wherever we are, whatever kind of prayer we offer. For God, it's about a relationship that begins in prayer. But I want to tell you, if anything, Hannah was persistent. Year after year after year, she said this prayer. You see, persistence, especially persistence in prayer, deepens our trust and opens our listening to God. And that's what brings us peace and hope. Peace and hope doesn't come because there is no trial. Peace and hope comes because the one who is peace is with us in the midst of the trials. The one who journeys with us through the shadows of the valleys to the heights of the mountains where there is green pastures and cool waters. When Hannah received an assurance that her prayer would be answered, her life changed. But you need to know, as Pastor Vicki said, her prayer was not answered immediately. It's not as though she walked out of the tent of the, of the uh, temple there and said, all right, now I'm pregnant, let's go. It took months and time. But she experienced peace right away when she had received Eli's blessing, knowing that God was for her, that God was indeed listening to her prayer. Hannah began as a woman of diminished faith, began to wonder whether or not God cared about her. How about you? Did you come here today with diminished faith, wondering whether God cares about you? But Hannah found confident faith, knowing that God did hear her prayer, that God would be with her, Spending time in the presence of God brings about an eternal change in our hearts, which then allows us that peace that whatever the answer is from God, we know it will be okay. You and I know that following Jesus doesn't promise a life of ease. But with Christ as our Savior and Good Shepherd, and with the Spirit as our guide, we are promised a constant companion to be with us wherever we are. And we may not receive the answers we desire as we pray, but we can be certain that the Lord God in all that marvelous grace and love will turn sorrow into joy, night into day, shadow into sunshine, dying into living, and crying into singing. Prayer retunes the ear and the soul to listen to and trust the voice of God. And it is that listening and trusting that gives us a confident faith.
And like Hannah, we are called to rise above our distress and find that inner determination, that inner strength we have because of our deep and abiding faith in God. We are called to be people of confident faith, knowing that God's Spirit, the Advocate, the Comforter, is empowering us with resurrection power to face each and every day and all that it brings. Thanks be to God. Amen.